Welcome to this week's episode of the Call My Lawyer podcast, and if you've been here before, welcome back. On this episode, I will be discussing my watch of Sons of Anarchy, so if you haven't seen it yet and plan on watching, please know that there will be spoilers, so enter at your own risk. Let's kick it off with the most recent episode of Family Vacation. I love that during filming, the roomies come together to support one another. I actually like the dynamic of filming the guys and the girls separately. The guys together can really be themselves, and the same with the girls. It's when they all get together, that's a mess, because Mike is conflicted with which side he actually wants to be on. I'm pretty much over Mike. Continuously starting shit with females is such a bitch trait. I'd be so embarrassed if I was his wife, but I think she encourages it, which is worse. He's just such a chooch. He's so selfish eating the fuck out of the food Paula cooks for Vinny, not once, but twice. I'm sure if he asked her to make him some food, she wouldn't have an issue doing it. It's what she does. The first week of Dancing with the Stars and all of them panic voting, I was crying during that scene. And then Paula crying as Vin was voted through, and then crying again when he called her. I almost cried a little, and then laughed at Jenny's comment about Mike's shirt. When she's like, who are you? You're not Pitbull. I fucking died. Now we're with the girls and them discussing the trip to Nola. And Jenny asks if they can find spirit. Bitch, I would love that. I said it on the last episode, I would be so into it. Obviously, Dina wouldn't. She seems very big on protecting her energies, which isn't always a bad thing, but I always feel like when it comes to fun things, she's not down unless she comes up with the idea. And there's nothing I hate more than taking up for people and then them telling you to shut the fuck up by their actions. Y'all know I fucking love Angelina, and I'm sure she had to bring some sort of energy for the ratings, but what is the point in actually lying on camera when someone can prove you're lying with receipts? That'll be interesting to watch play out in next week's episode. I'm not sure if it's the finale, but I hear it ends on a cliffhanger type of deal, and Jenny and Angelina really have it out. I love seeing Angelina interact with Vinny 2.0, and I know it's just clips, but it's good to see her not go over the top and see that she can have some sort of normalcy with relationships or friendships in general. Okay, now I've had a week to marinate in the Sammy sauce, and I'm not thrilled, you guys. I've been pretty open about saying family vacations should have ended a while ago, It's just not exciting, and it definitely will never touch the OG seasons. It's old and tiring. How many seasons are we going to watch Mike and Angelina cuck each other, and then Jenny has to finish it off? It's old. And I see a lot of people saying the show isn't the same without Sammy, and I want to know exactly which show they watched before. We never knew Sammy without Ron, so if you can honestly say the show isn't the same without her, you're referring to the drama she brought with her every single week fighting with Ron. Will I give her a chance? Sure. I don't really have a choice, but I still will be very surprised if she signed on to seasons instead of just the vacation. We shall see. We shall see.
Now fix your chunky highlights and put on your leather chops. We're heading to Charming, California. A very good friend of mine, Sam, runs a pretty iconic nostalgic account on Instagram at lovefool.99. In one of our most recent conversations, we were discussing TV shows we've never seen. We came up with an idea. She would recommend a show for me, and I would do the same for her. Her recommendation? Sons of Anarchy. And y'all, when I tell you I'm wearing leather assless chaps with guns blazing in the town of Charming, and I have her watching this childish-ass fucking Teen Wolf, I'm so sorry, Sam. Of course I've heard about Sons of Anarchy. Who hasn't? But I always thought I wouldn't be into it, so I never gave it a chance. There's something so special about car bike clubs. They're the types of groups that welcome all walks of life. It doesn't matter what your background is, how much money you do or don't have. And of course, there will be drama within the group, but when anyone else fucks with someone in the group, it's game time. They will show up and show out for you every single time. They truly make you feel like you're part of something, like you belong somewhere. It's one of the main reasons I'm a slut for the Fast and Furious movies, that and Paul Walker, but that's besides the point. I love the story of the movies, at least in the beginning. It's all about family, and not the family you were born into, but the family you get to choose throughout your life, which is exactly what I got from season one of SOA. TV is always the same. Season one is the setup. It's the introductions and the plot. Now, TV season ones aren't so slow to get through because they need the ratings to get picked up, but older shows I feel were very slow to get through, sometimes torturous. I think Sons was in between. Season 2 always sucks in my opinion, and then season 3 is fucking phenomenal. Season 3 is the finale of the fireworks. At the end of season 3 and season 4 is when every fucking time without failure, they finish off the plot the first half and bring in the new villains and change shit entirely. I hate change, so for that reason, I hate season 4 of every TV show. It's hard for me to get used to the new characters they bring in when I just finally started to like the OG characters. Maybe I'm the problem, but who knows. My first thought of the characters after finishing season one, I hated Clay. I hate everything about his face, and I thought he weaseled his way in to get into president somehow and demands respect but ordered a hit on one of his own men, and then he lied about it. So I just feel like he's a very, very shady person. Tig is his right-hand man. He's a ride or die for Clay, but eventually it's going to backfire on him. Jack, I don't see the appeal yet. I also hate that he's holding the secret from Opie and fighting with Clay. Just put it all out in the open. Gemma is dangerous. The thing about women like her is they eventually become a liability instead of an asset. But I do love her character a lot. Clay and Gemma together are reckless and they both hold a lot of secrets and I feel like it's going to backfire on them in the long run. Opie, he's seeing red currently and I hate it. I hate that he's riding so damn hard for Clay when Jax is his best friend, but I think that they'll work it out. 
Chibs is one of my favorites also, and currently he's hospitalized, and I hope he pulls through because I fucking love his accent. I also love Bobby and Juice, and Half Sack, there is something about him that threw me off in the beginning, but he's starting to grow on me, and knowing his actor's real-life story is so fucking sad. I also love Chief Wayne, and if anything happens to him, I'll have to take a break from watching. Hale is starting to show that he's riding with the sun, so I'm here for it. And Wendy, I need more of her. I think her actress just fits the role so much, and I wish there was more of her. Tara, I think she is the girl a guy like Jax falls in love with when they're really young. Something warm to make them feel grounded. I like her, but I think she's too soft for this life and is going to get her killed. There's also a lot of parallels between Sons of Anarchy and The Vampire Diaries. I doubt it's done on purpose, but it's so funny to see. In Season 3, Episode 2 is called A June Wedding. Come on. If you know, you know. At the end of season two, I think Gemma coming forward really created a shift in energy that was happening in the club. I understand why she didn't want to tell them, but I'm glad she did. That's a dark conversation to have, and she had Tara by her side as she told it. I think that was the first time I realized the show was going to be an emotional roller coaster. By the end of season two, I was starting to like all of them. Tara was becoming... A different version of herself. She was stepping up. In the scene where Tara slammed Miss Margaret Murphy into the wall and knocked her upside her head. Phenomenal. A real talk shit get hit scenario. Do y'all remember that? In that time era, there was like the famous stars and strap was a huge thing. And along with, it was like a photo of brass knuckles and it said talk shit get hit. I think it was on every Chooch's fucking t-shirt at the time. I saw it on a lot of Jersey people's MySpaces. What a time. I think season three Tara was the best Tara that she would ever be. And they could have done so much with her character and then they just flew her over the fucking edge into season four. A whole ass missed opportunity with her character. And Halfstack, my dude, I knew as soon as I gave him a chance, something would happen to him, and it did. And I'm fucking sad about it. I miss him. By this time, I was absolutely ready for June Stahl to rot in the deepest pits of hell. She was the cause of the hit for Opie. She was the reason Donna was killed. She was the reason Abel was taken. Which, by the way... What a fucking storyline. Usually in TV shows, when someone gets taken, it's only for one or two episodes. This lasts a whole fucking season. And she killed her own girlfriend. She was just a raunchy, vile person. And Allie Walker fucking did that. We were supposed to despise Doll. And that's exactly what we did. She delivered with style and grace. Jax and Tara. Jax obviously grew up in a rough lifestyle 
And like I said before, she's the sweet girl from down the street. And that's what made him fall in love with her when he was young. She's just a different, warm feeling he never experienced before. Tara was too soft for that lifestyle, and eventually it could get her very seriously hurt or killed. And then when Gemma was on the lam and Tara was with her and Tiggs at um, Gemma's dad's house, Jack's yelling at Tara in the basement. Now, this really brought me back to what seems like a different life. It reminded me a lot about a relationship I was in when I was young. Him saying, we are not your family, really just cut fucking deep. But it's typical behavior. They'll manipulate you into staying, and then they'll treat you like shit to try and get you to leave so they don't feel bad about their shitty-ass behavior. And round and round it goes in a toxic fucking cycle. If anyone is in a relationship or recognizes some of these traits, run, don't walk. I'm telling you, it will never work out how you think it will. Seeing Miss Margaret fucking Murphy step into the fucking chat and read the room, I did not see her working alongside Tara coming at any point. I was impressed and I had a feeling she wasn't a stranger to a lifestyle she pretended she was too good for. When Jack finally located Abel after almost snogging his damn sister that he didn't know, as he followed that couple and Abel into the little farmer's market and just watched with tears in his eyes, taking in the moment that Abel will most likely have a beautiful life and know nothing about the Sam Crow life, that was so heartbreaking to watch, but it was more heartbreaking to hear Jack tell Gemma that he let him go. Like... You think to yourself, what the fuck? But I guess if you live that lifestyle, you would get it. Now, a season finale that really does something to me is Chicago Fire season 5 finale. That will punch you in the fucking mouth with no warning. And I'd have to say, Sun season 3 finale really comes close. I was yelling and I was crying. At first, I couldn't fucking believe that Sam Crow, Vice President Jackson Teller, put his name to paper. There is no possible way this man was going to be a rat. He knew Stahl was the reason behind a hit on his best friend, Opie. He knew that Stahl was the reason Donna was killed instead. He knew that Stahl was the very reason his own son was taken. And he also knew Stahl set up his mom and killed her own girlfriend. There was no way this man was going to work with her. And I also noted that when the guys went to go make the switch a few stayed behind but they all set out on their way like they knew they had a mission and this is why I thought they had all had a discussion that put things in motion and I went back and watched again and that discussion never happened and I'm actually upset about it. I do feel Jack told at least one of the prospects because he did tell the prospect you know what to do when you get the call or something like that. So this was all hidden, and as Stahl followed Jack back to the club, she outed him, and I think him and I were both wearing the same shock face. We just looked like and dumb, caught in the moment. Because he was right, she just signed his death warrant. And what happened next, I was not ready for. Chibs, Opie, Kozik, and Piney on the bus. Wayne turning in his badge and gun and pulling Stahl and her crew over. How did they know to do this? This may make me sick, but I'm so glad Opie and Chibs both got to deliver their karma. 
In a deranged way, it was bittersweet that they could finally move on from the things that were haunting them. I also really love Kenny Johnson. He plays kind of the same character in Chicago Fire, joining an already developed squad and someone doesn't trust him so he has to prove he's on their side. He plays the role so good. So once the prospects got the call, they started honking and the crew in the paddy wagon all broke out laughing. Which leads you to believe they all were in on this somehow. I need a fucking backstory. I need to know what was going on. And I know I will never get that. I was honestly scalped bald from the first three seasons. I'm low-key upset that I waited so damn long to get into this show. Once I finish it, I'm going to have to go through all the cast panels and interviews because that's one of my personality traits. Season 4 is where they changed everything. Where in most cases, people may start to lose interest and bail out because the characters we were made to love either die or are drastically morphed into a stranger. We love these people because they were a certain way and with that change, it's not okay. And almost every show does this. It's so predictable, almost always. I'm going to hate season four of every TV show. I don't really have much to say about season four. However, the scene where it starts with Jack and Ima, him playing jealous and leading her to the dressing room and then smashing her face off the vanity. And to top it off, he spits on her and calls her a whore. I know every woman in America watching this show was wet at that moment in time. Hell, I would have asked for more. That was one of the hottest scenes thus far. By this point, we all have learned that Clay is a dirty little hamster. He's turned on his own men before this and now. He's snaked his way to get a seat at the front of the table, and I still have a hard time believing Gemma would leave him that quickly. They've been together for 20 years. I'm sure they have been through some shit. And now all of a sudden, letters from Maureen are turning things out left and right. Fucking bullshit. If there was already speculation of Clay behind the murders, I'm sure this wasn't that shocking to people. Clay beating on Gemma, and then once he's out of the hospital, she knocks him to the ground. It's just crazy what the letters did. And by the end of season four, I've quickly come to hate Tara. They really destroyed her character, and I hate that for her, but it was, I guess we saw it coming. Her and Gemma fighting over who knows Jack's better. And honestly, like I said, I've learned to run from men with mothers like Gemma, but we can be real. No one knows Jack better than anyone. Jack lets any and every person into his life at an arm's length. He tells them what they need to know, and that's that. No one can ever predict his next move because he doesn't even know what his next move will be. Because he's constantly changing. Isn't it crazy that no two people in this world know the same version of you? You can be as real as they come. Everyone in your life will say that person has been the same person since I met them. And it may be true. However, your parents don't know you like your siblings know you. Your family doesn't know you like your friends know you, and your friends don't know you like your significant other knows you. And absolutely nobody knows you like your enemies know you. There will always be a million different versions of you in every story, and I always think about that and it just rocks my fucking mind. 
I'll comment on the rest of the show once I finish it. If you enjoy my commentary, remember you can follow me on Instagram at CabsAreHere with three E's, which I have made a whole story highlight about my Sons of Anarchy watch. Thank you for tuning in for another week of Call My Lawyer. Until next time, bye.